Broken crayons. Broken crayons. Broken crayons still color. This is the Broken Crayons Still Color Podcast with your host, Shelly Hitz. Each episode contains an inspiring story of hope and healing in Christ. Many times, what we see as our biggest regrets, failures, and mistakes become what God uses the most in our lives. God is able to transform our brokenness into something more beautiful than we can even imagine. He takes our mess and creates a masterpiece. You see, Broken Crayons Still Color. Welcome back to the Broken Crayon Still Color Podcast. I'm your host, Shelly Hitz, and today's guest is Sarah Rickey. Hey, Sarah. Hi, Shelly. How are you? I am doing great. I'm so thankful that you're willing to come and share part of your story. I have to admit, like, you, you know, you sent it to me, and I, I was just tearing up just reading it, so I know it's going to bless a lot of people, but just as an introduction for those of you listening, Sarah knows loss and grief. She's walked through it, and she has faced the reality of losing two babies shortly after giving birth due to a rare genetic anomaly. Her story is one of loss, but it's also one of great hope in Christ. Without him, she would truly have no hope, but with him, she can see the beauty in her pain and look forward to the day when she will be reunited with her babies again. So today, Sarah is going to share her story And just to start off, Sarah, can you share with us a little bit more about what the broken crayons look like in your life? Sure. Um, So July of 2012, my husband and I went into um, for a routine ultrasound to find out the gender of our baby. It was our second child. Um, And we found out it was a girl, but that she had um, several fatal anomalies and wouldn't live long, um, if at all, after birth. And so um, I spent the remainder of my pregnancy, you know, with that information. So that was the halfway point. So I had four more months, you wow. know, to carry her um, knowing that information. Um, so that was, you know, difficult to say the least. Um, and I think another aspect of the broken crayons was that I was just have I had to figure out, you know, how this, um, why God was allowing this in my life because my husband and I both. Um, we're followers of him and we lived our lives to please him. And it was sort of like, you know, where did this come from? And so I had to reconcile. Yeah. I had to kind of reconcile that. Why are bad things happening to good people? Um, idea. So, um, yeah. Yeah. And so when you found out that your baby had this, this rare genetic anomaly, were you, did, did anyone like encourage you to have an abortion or to end the pregnancy? Um, they did present us with that option that day, you know, speaking with the doctor after my appointment. Um, but it was, it was never something we considered. Um, but I, I do have to say in that moment, I remember thinking, this is scary and this is why people choose it. Wow. Um, No, I, you know, we, we knew that that wasn't our choice, but I do remember having that thought like, you know, this, this scares this would be scary for anyone, and uh, especially someone who's walking it without Christ. So. Right. Now, when your baby was born, how long did um, did your baby live? Um, she lived for four hours, just a little under four hours. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I just, I mean, I can't even imagine what that would be like and what it would feel like. And then not only that, but then you had a second baby with a yeah. similar condition, right? 
How many, how many years were in between that? We had, um, a healthy pregnancy. My daughter Jocelyn was born, uh, after Evie passed away. So she was in 2014 and then 2015, um, we had a son, Charlie, and he passed away to the same Mm -hmm. genetic anomaly that the doctors still don't have a name for. They haven't been able to identify what it is, even though we did, you know, second time around, we did go a little bit further with genetic testing and still, um, they haven't given us anything conclusive except to just assume that we have a 25% chance each pregnancy wow. of this. <laughs> so yeah, it's kind of heavy, but wow. So Evie and Charlie. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> now in this whole process, like wh- what do you think was your lowest point? Like, you know, was it one of the, the, the pregnancies? Was it when they passed their funerals? Like how, what, what would, would you say had been the lowest point? I, I feel like I've had, you know, several. Right. <laughs> uh, Definitely. One, one that stands out the most as like an actual turning point that was like a, a decision process was um, when I was pregnant with Evie. I just remember one, you know, just a few days after we received the diagnosis, just having like almost throwing a tantrum <laughs> in yeah. my head. Like, you can't make me do this. Like, I, I'm just not going to do it. And of course, you know, that's. That just is impossible. <laughs> um, but I was throwing this little tantrum, and then he just kind of put it in my heart, like, uh, you know, she's going to pass away whether you have a good attitude or not. Mm-hmm. The outcome is going to be the same, and so it's up to you to choose to glorify me through this or, you know, I, I mean, I don't even know what the alternative was. Um, so that was a definite turning point of, like, my husband said, this is where the rubber meets the road if we really believe what we say we believe about uh, our faith and about Christ and uh, about God's sovereignty. And so, um, you know, that that was a really big turning point. I just realized the outcome is going to be the same. I might as well just do it as, as well as I possibly can and bring glory to God and, um, you know, lift people up and bring people along with me in the process. So, And it sounds like it was a time of surrender. Would you yeah. say that's true? That is a great word. <laughs> and yeah. I, I almost want to cry right now because I think about all the parents that even, you know, have their children with them, but they're in a place where they need to surrender yeah. their child to the Lord. And whether it's in a situation as like, you know, tragic as yours or whatever situation a parent is walking through, like that is a huge, huge step. Yeah. And you know, I know it had to have been really, really hard. Yeah, it was not easy, but it was necessary and definitely a turning point. Yeah. yeah. What do you think has has helped you the most? And, or, you know, what was the process, you know, after losing two children? I mean, most parents have no idea what it's like to even lose one, but to lose two children, like, how, how did you cope? How did you deal with this? Mm. Um. Hmm. <laughs> well, uh, I feel like I, I just, I just couldn't lose hope in the fact that I knew where they were, where they were headed and where, um, you know, because of my faith in Christ, where I'm going to be headed. And so, um, just uh, keeping that eternal perspective. And I mean, it's, it's like the most delayed gratification you could possibly imagine. It's really hard when your heart's hurting so much. Right. Just, just to know that this isn't it. It's not it. And I truly believe that. Um, 
so just, you know, looking forward and, you know, very, very forward into, you know, when we're all in heaven um, with the Lord face to face, just, I just never, you know, keeping that hope is, was crucial, I would say. Crucial. Yeah. Oh yeah. And just knowing that you'll see them again, you'll be re- yeah. reunited again. I, uh, my family on my mom's side, we've lost two of my cousins in their teenage years. And my aunt, my one aunt said, you know, you get through it, but you never get over it, losing Mm -hmm. a child. Like, and so anyone who's maybe just lost a child or really grieved someone close to them, what piece of advice or encouragement might you have for them? Yeah, I would say, I probably just reiterate what I just said, you know, just not lose that eternal perspective and, um, And some days that's all you have, you know, some days, you know, you can count your blessings all you want and you can, you know, turn everything back to praise. And those have gotten me through, you know, really dark times that I'm not putting them down at all. Those are really great strategies for getting through something difficult. But sometimes you're just really tired of finding something to be thankful for. You're really tired of trying to turn it all back to praise. And the only thing you have is like, Lord, thank you that this is not the end. Mm. Thank you that you died for me and that you died for my babies and that we are going to be together again. Sometimes that's all you have. So I would just say keep that eternal perspective as much as you can. <laughs> and, mm-hmm. yeah, that will carry you through. And I appreciate that, that you know, just gl- glimpse into reality because I think that's what I want our listeners to know is we all have those moments. We all have those days where we don't feel like we have – anything to say that we're grateful for or to, you know, turn to praise, but to know that, that it's not the end, you know, Lord, thank you that this is not the end. Thank you that there is more. Thank you that, you know, I will be reunited with them. And, you know, whether it's miscarriage or losing a child or losing a loved one, you know, we can have that hope, you know, in Christ when, when we know that, um, that, you know, we are in Christ and, you know, they're in Christ and especially, a you know, baby, you know, just knowing that, you know, from the beginning, what scripture would you say has really encouraged you throughout this, this, this experience and this journey? Yeah. Again, there have been several, but I was trying to pare it down to one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think uh, one really big one is Psalm one nineteen sixty eight. It's just really simple. You are good and you only do good. Um, and you know, I feel like anybody could look at my situation and call it bad, right. you know, I mean, myself included. Um, but I can call what happened to me good because I know it's working good in God's kingdom and it is working good in me and people that have watched it happen. Um, you know, it's worked good in them. And I believe that one day when I'm in heaven, I'm going to, you know, the Lord's going to show me all the details and say, you know, this is the good that came out of the really hard thing you mm-hmm. had to And, um, you know, here on earth, I don't think we have the perspective that the Lord has to call something good or bad. And, uh, but one day we will. And so that, that's given me a lot of hope. Yes. Amen. Well, if somebody's really resonated with your story or wants to follow up with you more, where can they find you online? Yeah, so I have a website, sarahricky.com, um, and I have a blog and a podcast as well. And so, yeah, there's more of my story on, you know, both of those places. Yeah. So. Could, could you spell your name? So if yes. You're... Yeah. <laughs> Sarah with an H, so S-A-R-A-H-R-I-E-K-E.com. 
Yes. So definitely check her out. Check out her podcast. And the title of your podcast is? It's Heart Lessons, the Heart Lessons podcast. The Heart Lessons. And that was kind of birthed out of some of your pain, right? Uh, Yes. At the end of at the end of last year, when I was just sort of processing Charlie's death and, mm-hmm. you know, my second baby, um, I was just really seeking the Lord of, uh, you know, why did, why did this happen to me twice? And what am I supposed to do, you know, with this story? And, uh, mm-hmm. so, um, yeah, so he led me to podcasting, <laughs> which, yeah, it's been fun. It's been an adventure. It's been really, really good. Yeah. And I mean, it's definitely one way that God has turned this mess, this tragedy, this pain, into a masterpiece. He's using it to help other people. He's using it for his glory and just using what you've walked through. And, you know, I always say that, you know, God can turn our messes into masterpieces. Yeah. Um, I would say I am a masterpiece in progress. (laughs) Yes. Sure. (laughs) Aren't we all right? He's shown, he's brought a lot of beauty from ashes, but definitely I'm, I'm still, He's still working in me. So, <laughs> well, and I love that that realness because isn't that's just the way we all are? You know, we all are continuing to walk through each each day with him, one thing at a time. And it's layers. It's like I said, it's like layers of an onion, <laughs> you know. And he keeps bringing healing in deeper ways. But thank you so much for being just willing to share your story, being willing to to be a light in the darkness. And I just really appreciate you. And I pray that those of you that are listening have been inspired, have been encouraged. And if any of you have a story to share or know someone that has a story to share, I would love to feature you on the podcast. You can find out more at shellyhits.com forward slash story. So thank you for listening and we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Broken Crayons Still Color Podcast. We have a gift for you. Download Shelley's hand-drawn adult coloring pages, as well as printable scripture cards, and all the transcripts from this podcast at www.brokencrayonsbook.com. If today's story inspired you, please share it with a friend and leave us a comment on iTunes. We love hearing from you, and your encouragement means the world to us. In closing, God is the artist, and our lives are his canvas. What will you allow him to create from the broken pieces in your life? When you are in Christ, you are his masterpiece. I am a masterpiece. I am a masterpiece.